The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Cloaked in secrecy, they show up without warning. State their business, then vanish as quickly as they appear. Are you ready for the sex girls? Not that I believe in it, but mm-hmm. I can see that. But I, these guys are dumb freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. If you couldn't tell, it's the Boogie Monster with Kyle and Dave. No. Oh, oh, we're just going right into it. Yeah, why not? Oh, you're not going to hit stop and then. Okay, I, I like you want me it. To hit the post. No, that, that's a live read. Speaking of hitting the post, fifty uh, percent yeah. off AdamandEve.com. <laughs> Got all kinds of stuff you can hit your post with. Oh man, real tallywhackers. Mm. Is that a real thing, a tallywhacker? Oh, yeah, I got one. I mean, is it your dong? Yeah, I keep it next to my dingling. <laughs> you got two of them? Yeah. I, always, I like to call my junk Eddie and the Cruisers. Because <laughs> Eddie's not aggressive, but I like my balls being known as the Cruisers. <clears throat> I like that. Well, I used to have an old joke about how... I don't know how I got to it. It was like... Like some something about my penis looks like a Gladys. Huh. Accent like a different I thought a different term and then I'm like and somebody else is like, That means your balls are the pips. I'm like, Yep, pretty much. Hmm. I never get what? that I gotta get I gotta get more creative with that. I don't think you do. Yeah. I don't think anybody does. I don't think you should have I just, serious names. I just call it my fuck lumber. <laughs> Time to go out to the lumber yard. Building cum faces since 76. Oh, it's up to regulation. <laughs> Put on your hard hat, lady. That's, that's OSHA. That's, we got an OSHA guy in there. every uh, Once a month, he stops by to make sure it's all up to code. <coughs> um, What's up, dude? Oh, man. Well, we're just getting into it here. We are. We did jump right in. Uh-huh. A couple of idiots. Yeah. And, uh... It's been a long week. We had a Thanksgiving holiday week. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's. Uh, I like I like holiday weeks because you know it's kind of like uh, one day turns into two, turns into eight. It's like ah, uh, you know, like like a. It's a long holiday. Like a narcissistic teenage girl on her birthday week. It's uh, my birthday in nine days. So I'm gonna do this. That's how I treat yeah. my body on Halloween. Yeah. Uh, Halloween through Christmas. She's like, yeah. That's right. Well, especially for nine to five guys like us, it's yeah. really nice to get those two days in a row off around <laughs> Thanksgiving. Finally get to unwind. Boy, I haven't slept in on a Friday since last Friday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I did. I was in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, how'd I, that go? I think I tried to kill myself with pleasure. Really? It was. Uh, speaking of AdamandEve.com. Speaking of. <laughs> Fifty percent off of that uh, funeral because you fucked yourself to death. I don't like that. I no, like the way I said that. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, top top, it was fun. Yeah, they can't all be zingers. I mean, if I'm not selling these 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 fuck sticks and waxes for them, I don't know who is. You know. <laughs> uh, so what, what went down in Chicago? I got there on a Friday. I can't believe anybody dies of natural causes in that city. Like, hmm. I can't believe somebody's like, yeah, it's just a. Uh, Old age. Like, yeah. No. No. Your fucking heart blows up. Uh, I mean, it's got a reputation. I haven't spent much time at all there. I've been twice. But, like, mm-hmm. I mean, 
the rumors are true. Like, people go hard in the paint in I Chicago. Got, yeah, I got in on Friday. I met up with uh, one friend and his wife for some drinks. And uh, then wound up, I guess I was on a show because my friend put my name on the list on Twitter. Like, on Twitter, like, Kyle's probably, oh, I, guess, I just thought I was going to maybe come by. But I guess I'm coming by. I'm, uh-huh. No harm, no foul there, pals. But a bunch of people were in Chicago for a tribute show on Saturday for late great Pat Bryce, a friend of the scene, fantastic comic. Look up Pat Bryce online uh, for his clips. It's been 10 years. He would have been turning 40 that weekend. So we're doing a big old tribute show at whatever the fuck they call Sox Park now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't White know what they Sox call it. Guaranteed rate field. Like, shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> Not only does that sound stupid, I don't even what guarantee. I, I, I would, I've never encountered that business. Yeah. But they got enough money together to buy Sox Park. Ancestry.com Stadium. Yeah. Even that one's still like more interesting. Yeah. Guaranteed rate. Is that, Oh, I thought you just made that up. No, that's it. It's like guaranteed rate. What is guaranteed rate? What exactly. is that? Exactly. They got a whole stadium. I don't know. Mm. But uh, you're right there, Dave. Oh, yeah. I'm just you, stretching. You winced while you're eh, folding you know. your legs. My bones are creaking. Yeah, it's, well, it's been a rough week. Yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll run through the week. So that was the night we all did this show. Uh, Matt Bronger got the kind of drunken high that he acts like when he's making fun of drunken high people. Oh boy, it was hilarious. He was on stage. He's like, ha, "Hey guys, uh, you ever see? Uh, you hear? Uh, you hear this joke?" And it was just delightful. It was delightful to see. He's a handful like, when he's sober. Yeah. It, it was a delightful to see everybody at their best slash worst. Hmm. And then I walked home from that place after we closed down at the Lincoln Lodge. and uh, You crashed with the folks? Uh, no, I got an Airbnb at uh, Diversity and Clark. Everything was closed, so I walked into a closed Domino's Pizza, and they let me buy a pizza that somebody didn't pick up. So I got to buy some abandoned pizzas. They cut you a deal on it? No. Huh? And I wasn't, like, I was in no place to negotiate. Okay. I clearly just burst into a closing business, like, give me what you got! <laughs> and uh, got home. Uh, I got a picture sent from my friend who I was drinking with. He somehow wound up... Underneath his drying rack with no with no pants on. Huh. That's his wife sent me that picture. Yeah, it pretty, happens. Yeah. Underneath a thing. Fell. And another thing fell on him. Also had no pants on while it all went down. Because hmm. that's that's the first night I'm in town. Second night is the tribute show at Sox Park. It's amazing. They got Pat Bryce's face up on a scoreboard. Really? Everywhere in like the executive club or whatever it is where it's still the stadium seating but it's inside with just a big glass because it's a newer stadium so they got like the fancy stuff in there oh okay so y'all you weren't like on the field like no the no, beatles no. at shea stadium no no <laughs> i mean everybody liked pat but uh-huh. i don't think we we're gonna move a lot of units if we bought out the whole place yeah but so i was in this like executive club where you can go and have the fancy snacks and just be enclosed to watch a game and so it was fun. It was a lot of the old heads, seeing all the old heads there. And then, of course, Southside Irish whiskey just being thrown into any mouth that was open. Just, oh. just if you were just yawning, you had a shot thrown in your face and wound up back at the bar I was at the night before. The last I remember was Bronger having me in a headlock and just kissing the top of my head. Huh. Then he left. Then I think I went to another bar. I'm not. I remember walking to it. I, I went to Galway Bay. I don't know if I knew anybody there. I don't think I got a beer. I lost my hat. That's all I remember from Saturday. Okay. 
Sunday, I was pretty hungover. Yeah, I would imagine. So Sunday, I went down to Kuma's. Did you make it to Kuma's while you were there? I don't think so. That's like a heavy metal burger place. It's what a lot of places are doing, but they make good burgers, all named after heavy metal bands. Okay. And they make good burgers. Uh Uh-huh. There was one, Kuma's 2, at the end of my street. I try to walk down to it. I can't because it's taped off because somebody got shot in the middle of the day uh, in the nice neighborhood because of Chicago. So I have to go around the block. I see my friends, and the cops in there, and the cop. This is how like like how things. <laughs> even the cops just like taping up people with the police tape in there. Like ah, come on, all right, you're a crime scene. Ah, come here, you're a crime scene. Like wrapping the waitresses up in a crime tape because they they've had enough of it, you know. <laughs> but I didn't even know somebody got shot at that point. I'm like, oh, I can't get through on this street. I see the cop goofing around. They ask the waitress, like, what happens? Like, oh, somebody got shot in the alley behind here this afternoon. Do they die? I don't know. I was like, well, you know what? I don't. I'm hungover, and I don't need more okay. detail. So they weren't they weren't horse playing with the body. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what they were doing around okay. back there. But that's you know, the, what, how many, I don't know how many they saw that day. Where at that point, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna wrap people up the crime tape. It's fine. Yeah. So that was the night I was in bad shape. So I went out and stayed out till three thirty in the morning at Queen at Smart Bar, which is just a leather daddy uh, drag show because uh, that's. That's how I got over my hangover was with uh, the whole fur coat of the dog. and uh, Oh, I got it. Yeah, see? Yeah, Instead yeah. of just a hair, yeah, yeah. I wore the whole thing. Yeah. And then Monday I stayed in. Yeah, so is that just How was the Leather Daddy bar? It Did was, you make any friends? I was drinking at G-Man, and then, which is the bar next to Smart Bar. And it was that was like where all the drag queens were coming to like get out of the mayhem of the nightclub and just have a shot. <coughs> And so there's like some fun outfits and stuff. One guy, I wish I knew what the pun name was. She just was wearing like a giant Chinese takeout box and just had <laughs> tape on her face or something. And I don't know. There's something I was curious. You know, I was curious about it. But like, all right, we're going down there. And you got into the Mugu kind of stuff that's going Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Mugu Guy Pam. Yeah. Mugu Guy Pam with an M? Maybe. Guy Pam. Mm-hmm. And there's a goo in there. Yeah. I don't know. More goo, Guy Pam. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We come up with something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, if I was sharper today, yeah. but after this bender, that was Sunday. Monday, just went out to dinner by myself and saw somebody else picking up where I left off. Just a completely wasted, like early twenties Lincoln Park Trixie girl in the ramen place. Looking at a very exhausted man, just saying the kind of stuff like, look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. I'm not drunk. I'm trying to communicate my emotions to you. And after she said that, took out a handle of Jack Daniels from her purse and just plunked it on the table. Wow. What do you mean by Trixie Girl? <laughs> uh, Lincoln Park Trixie is a very kind of, I don't know if it's still a term they call them, like, well-to-do white girl going okay. to DePaul. Okay. Blonde. See, I having not known that, I assumed maybe you meant uh, prostitute, tricks, Trixie, turning uh, tricks. No, yeah, I, I, I feel like Trixie doesn't uh, accurate like the name. Like, I feel it's more of like a Becky. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's uh, just I appreciated the handle of Jack Daniel's honey whiskey. Because he's like, you're drunk. You drank like nine shots. I didn't drink nine shots. Look. And so her proof was to show how much was left in the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) 
And so then I did. I just went home after that. It was the only night I stayed in. Yeah. Tuesday I had a show. How'd the show go? The show was fucking great. Sold out? Sold out. Nice. Buddy from high school crushed it, who I wasn't sure he was going to do great. Chris Santiago, look him up. He's an amazing guy. He's still, like he'll, he was an art teacher. He quit art teacher to just kind of become an artist again. Like, I got him. I'm like, but then his art, he was, the stuff you do in art class, like, yeah, I was just like, let kids... Like, we just get a TV and smash it with hammers and stuff. It's like, yeah, you got to kind of break stuff yeah. to know how to make stuff. I'm like, oh, you're the... Put that on the t-shirt. Yeah, you're the, you're the, you're the uh, whatchamacallit, the Dead Poet Society yeah. kind of teacher. And so now he does comedy, and I'd never seen it. And he was telling me stories before we did the show. Like, yeah, I tried to do the thing on Sunday, and it went real bad. And I tried it last night, and it went even worse. I'm like, don't tell me this. <laughs> Fucking did great. And then Joel Shimara did it. He was like beat machines, spoken word and stuff. He's a great show. Now, was this a venue that you had frequented yeah, when yeah. you lived there? No, this was a theater. I never went. I did it a couple years ago for The Onion. And so that was Talia Hall. And it was great. That's cool. And then Wednesday, I saw Peg Boy and the Bow Weevils. Yeah. Some old punk bands. It's great to see Bow Weevils. It's great to see like a band. We singers. saw them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I took you down to yeah, Long Beach. Long Beach. Where you That's think? your buddy, the doctor. Daryl, yeah. You think like all these old punk rock guys just have like, oh, no future, man. Just face tattoos, and if I die, I die. And him, he's like, no, he's an emergency room doctor at Cook County Hospital. Wow. <laughs> so he would like, back in the day, they would have to like cancel shows because he was on call. But then he's not even humble about it. He's on stage he's like, I ain't afraid of death. I'm a lifesaver. I'm a doctor of fucking medicine. One, two, three, four. <laughs> like, like, with, with swagger, but not like cocky punk rock swagger. Oh, like, I save lives. Kiss my ass. Here's a song. <laughs> and still running all over the place, jumping around. That's awesome. And Peg Boy is great. They're just old and fucking still chunking along. Are they a Chicago band? Yeah, that's the most Midwestern ethic. Like, we're old. We all die. Here's some tunes about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, just giving it the effort. Yeah. Give it like just seeing a guy it's got to be 50 just all right i'm at work they still bringing it yeah i punched in here we go nice you're getting everything i got tonight and then tomorrow's thanksgiving <laughs> well that's a hell of a week buddy yeah it was rough and then friday thanksgiving was lovely with the family friday like i'm gonna clean up i'm not gonna drink and then i made it to the last bar before my gate in the airport and I'm like, oh empty seat at the bar and I just got hammered all day Friday there you go on the airplane and everything wow yeah it's, it, was, it was pickled finish strong man and then Saturday was Guns N' Roses and right I got drunk for Guns N' Roses yeah how was that that was uh wasn't as good as the first time I saw him you it saw was, him at Dodger Stadium last time I saw him no I saw him at Qualcomm in San Diego I was okay. at Dodger Stadium Three hours, though. Three hours of those guys running around, wow. singing. How's Axel? Every night. Is he as fat yeah. as he looks in that one meme? Is that, he's the, is that photoshopped? He's, I, he's the size a, a 50-year-old dude should be. Okay. There's some meme or photo that has been going around where he he looks incredibly bloated. Like, he doesn't even look like himself. I think he was, but now every night he's running around yeah. for three hours. Yeah. And it's, you know, let's put him in a shape. Okay. Slash has a pacemaker. Really? Yeah, I did. When did that happen? I don't know. I was in. It was in his autobiography. Huh? Yeah, he's talking about when he first got it, and he's playing, and all of a sudden he feel like he's being electrocuted, and that's a pacemaker kicking in. Whoa! Keep his heart. Is that what those do? I guess so. Like, kind of like it's like a defibrillator, you know? Yeah. Like if your heart's slouching, I guess. Huh? 
Huh. Old fucking Slash. He should have kickstart my heart. They should be playing that one. There you go. And is are all the original members Duff is still in the band? Uh, not not Stephen Adler, not Izzy Stradlin. They got a guy who looks like Izzy Stradlin. Okay, that's the, 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 those are the two original ones missing. Um, they got a keyboard player, so young lady who like well like you could tell if like Axel's hitting a part. We're like, all right, this isn't something Axel can do anymore. She comes in with it. Okay, Duff. We all agreed. The most fuckable member. Oh yeah. Oh, looks great. Still, still got it. Looks great. Huh? He's got it. They're all what fifty? They got it. I mean, if they were twenty when the album came out, what eighty seven? Eighty six. Technically, that's when Appetite came out. Was eighty six? Okay. Yeah, it's like thirty one years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're right around fifty. I would imagine. Yeah, but it was fun. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. Then yesterday, you got outside your comfort zone. We had a we had a good time. I was ready for, for some football. Finally, you were you were ready for some football. And by ready for f- some football means my sister bought some tickets to football. <laughs> and I said yes, dude. That was a fun time, man. I'd never been to uh, went to the Coliseum here in Los Angeles mm-hmm. where uh, USC plays and very uh, Seems in, an appropriate in, name of a place where football is yeah Coliseum yeah. In uh, in regards to sports, it's a very historical venue. There's been like two Olympics there. Two? Yeah, there's two Olympics. They had something in the 60s and then like uh, 84. Yeah, 84. Yeah. There's two there. Yeah. Uh, there was a World Series there, even though uh, the baseball team didn't play there. They had some weird World Series there. Uh, there's a bunch, a lot of, a lot of big moments yeah. there. Uh, obviously, all the USC history, uh, o- going back to OJ and uh, all the titles that uh, USC won. But, yeah, that, that was very cool. Uh, saw the Rams versus uh, New Orleans Saints. And uh, was that a good football game? It was. It was a very good game. Uh, you know, tight, but uh, you know, not not super tight, but uh, you know, competitive. Yeah. But two very good teams. Uh, the the Saints were coming off a eight game winning streak, and uh, that that got snapped. And uh, the Rams, not to bore everybody with football stuff, but no, uh, his house, uh, Rams house. <laughs> God, I'll tell you this. No, I'm into it now. I got the slogans, which I was incorrect. Like, whose home is this? Yeah, it's the Rams' home. And whose T- house? Rams' T- house. Tegan was like, it's house. It's their house. I'm like, well, it should be a home because I feel very comfortable here now. I've been to, I don't know, baseball, football. I've been to. 30 major sporting events in my life. Yeah. That was by far the loudest, noisiest, rowdiest game I had ever been to. Like, they were, it well, it just never stopped. Like, sometimes yeah. you go to a game and it, it's rowdy, you know, and then by the third or fourth quarter, if the game's not tight, people kind of fizzle out. This was just, they were at, cranked up to 11 the entire game. And we were sitting kind of in, in the opposing team section. So there's still a lot of Rams fans around. It but there seems was like it was a pretty even mix. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of Saints fans there, which I don't know, maybe because it's L.A., there's a lot of transient folks here, people not from here. So, you know, any any yeah. any L.A. game is going to have a bunch of uh, fans from the visiting team. But, uh, man, they were rowdy. Just I, I, Or maybe I was just sitting right next to the dude behind me, just the whole game, just, yeah. come on, Rams! Yeah, there was the, like... There was the moments where I felt like I was back in high school, and mm-hmm. like flinching at yeah. stuff like this, uh, I know that guy, I know that guy, uh, I know that guy. But uh, I, I, I thought it was fun. Oh man, I had a blast. I'm not good with big crowds like that, but yeah. it wasn't too bad. We had good seats too. We were probably 15th row, 
We're right mm-hmm. uh, kind of in the corner of the end zone, not right behind the end zone, but the corner right around the you know where the end zone meets the one yard line, and uh, probably about fifteen rows back. And as a good point of view, it's a good vantage point. So a lot of fun, good times, good times at the Decent old decent chicken, the old ball. Yeah, had some had some chicken fingers. Not bad chicken. Yeah, for for stadium right. food, it's pretty good. Uh, got recognized right in front of you. That was that was always funny. <laughs> that, I was like, are you joking? I still, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, I'm like, all right. I who, just come who, off as unapproachable now because of my fame. So, you know, they go over <laughs> That's twice that's happened when I was with you, where someone's like, Dave's the wow. And I'm just like, you don't see Kyle right here? He's, you know what? I'm going to let you have one, Dave. I'll let you have one. Get, you know, it's, it's nice to take a break. There's right? still a good chance he thought I was somebody else. Well, also, there's a good <laughs> chance that you would get recognized at an NFL game and not me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was probably more like, I can't believe Kyle Canaan's at an NFL yeah. game. <laughs> but yeah, that was good times, man. Man, you've had a... Geez, you just nonstop I was, since I, was, I seen you I last. Going, I was going hard yesterday. Golly. Drinking the tall beers. Oh, yeah. Getting into it. <laughs> We're buying those tall beers. Oh, oh man. Feeling it. $14 Bud Lights. I just... Listen, if I'm there, I'm there. Yeah. Right? Like, that's not the place I'm going to sit through sober. Yeah. It wouldn't serve me, though. <laughs> Oh man, well that's cool, buddy. And the meal was good. Thanksgiving was good. Yeah, Deb, Deb, cook it up. Deb, Deb whipped it up. Did a good job. Had some turkey panic where the little thermometer popped out. The meat thermometer said it was done like an hour and a half early. Huh? Two thermometers, the button and the thermometer. Okay. Took it out, took a look, reassessed, put it back in. Everything was great. Nice. Any any highlights of the meal? Ooh. Aunt made a made a I don't know what she did with the Brussels sprouts sprouts with big big bacon lardons yeah. in them that was good. I'm a stuffing guy. Oh yeah, stuffing came out. I could just eat a box of stuffing. Yeah, that's like dinner cereal. <laughs> like stuffing and gravy. That's just cereal for dinner. Oh man, that's cool, buddy. I had turkey was good. Yeah, it was all pretty traditional. No, yeah, no, no, uh, nobody was really pushing the envelope with the dishes, but. Mm-hmm. I went all out. I was going to say, I talked about my whole ridiculous week, oh, and that's why now, as of today, I'm going to try and be sober for a couple <laughs> weeks and eat vegetables. Good for you, man. I'm going to try. Yeah. i got to get back into it as well. i got to get back into my rigorous fitness routine <laughs> of walking the Silver Lake stairs once. Going up and down. Yeah, just once. Ugh. Take them two at a time. It's like, you know, it's like uh, twice as tough. I could put on 14 pounds in the last few days, because... Oh, I went big, and you were then, cooking for the whole family, for the whole family, lady friend, and her parents. Yeah, and now, but afterwards, it's a race against the clock to get all the leftovers eaten. You know, because I, I can't. I don't like to waste. I'm like you. I don't like to waste food in general, much less food that I spent two days preparing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, man, you want you want to hear the rundown? Yeah, I want to hear the rundown. I went big. I went Everybody real big. Everybody wants to hear the rundown. All right, I went. Uh, obviously, I got, I got a turkey, and I brined it for uh, about 24 hours. Rubbed it in herb butter, even put herb butter under the skin. Ooh, my buddy Josh Betley, yeah. my pal from Phoenix, went with the brine that you yeah. were doing. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it, uh, it worked out good. Uh, brined it and uh, just herb butter everywhere. Stuck a bunch of lemons and uh, onions and herbs up in the cavity and uh, roasted that bad boy. Uh, when you use uh, medical terms, yeah. it really makes it unappetizing. Oh, good times. And uh, then uh, oh, used... Oh, really <laughs> fell off the femur. <laughs> used uh, the, the, the drippings and the fat from the turkey to make a nice turkey gravy. Uh, very, very pleased with the gravy. I did the homemade biscuits. I did 
garlic green beans, uh, sautéed garlic green beans. Ooh, I did uh, beans all day. I did homemade collard greens mm-hmm. with the bacon. Threw in a bunch of bacon and onions and chicken broth and uh, let that shit simmer for like two hours. Really good collard greens. Made a hash brown casserole. I did homemade mashed potatoes. Hash brown casserole. You give out that recipe before? Going to do it today. Going to do it today. Because I got excited when you said that. I'm like, wait a minute. I like both words in there. It is good. It not uh, not not complicated. Nothing elaborate. Just just potatoes and cheese and cream. Oh, good stuff. So we'll get to that later. But yeah, hash brown casserole. Too many potatoes, by the way. Uh, Homemade mashed potatoes and baked sweet potato casserole. So I did those. Uh, what else to do? Even though I can't stand it, uh, uh, Pops apparently was a big fan of uh, cranberry sauce. I made homemade cranberry sauce. But you gotta, you gotta. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta. yeah, exactly. And and the reports were that it was amazing. Even though I, I tasted it, it was like, yeah, it's 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 fine. It, it doesn't belong on, on the dinner table. Um, so anyway, all right, let me go through hash brown casserole, mashed potatoes, baked sweet potatoes, collard greens. Um, Green beans. I did. Uh, I'm missing something. Did the cranberry sauce? Appetizers. Didn't do any appetizers. Any openers. Uh, uh, no, I was going to, but it's just too much going on. Uh, I'm, I'm missing something else. But anyway, oh, cream corn. I did bacon cream corn, and uh, yeah, and then all right. So here's the deal. I, I started cooking the day before because so, you know you got that many sides. You know you want to knock out some of them that'll keep. Sure. You know, so I, I knocked out like uh, I prepped the hash brown casserole the day before. Oh, oh, I know what I was missing, dude. Cajun cornbread and sausage dressing. Oh my god. I'm putting that in my head. Okay. Right I baked a big ass pan of cornbread. Yeah. Huh? All right. Not even to eat as cornbread, just to put in the dress. Baked a big ass pan of cornbread, let it cool, let it cool down, crumbled it all up into a big bowl. Uh-huh. Then I got some Cajun andouille sausage. Okay. Some really premium, high end Cajun andouille sausage. Uh, cooked that, fried that up, crumbled it up, set that aside. Then I sauteed in olive oil, garlic, Yellow onions, red bell pepper, and green bell pepper, mm-hmm. like a trinity, trinity plus one there. Oh, and celery. I had celery in that too. So, so keep it moist. Yeah. Um, so and then I took the sausage and then the trinity and all the vegetables, threw all that into the bowl with the uh, with the cornbread, then chicken broth, then can a uh, cream of chicken soup. Okay. Mixed all that shit up, baked it for like forty five minutes. Just oh. Is that something you found or something oh, you just freestyled? A little bit of both. I, I found a, a, a version of the recipe and then doctored it up. I added like the cream of chicken soup and I went higher in with the sausage. But uh, yeah, cornbread sausage dressing, it was it was a star of the show. With with some of that real homemade turkey gravy on top, get the hell out of here. I like that you can get into the zone where you can start hot rodding the recipes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just showing off. and uh, Messing with the mix. Yeah. So... Anyway, um, started cooking the day before. I mean, it was a huge and like and and the girlfriend, bless her heart, she she uh, she offered to help. Yeah. And uh, but a, I don't know if I trust her chops in the kitchen. She's probably not going to hear this. That's fine, and she's fine with it. She's fine with it. She she knows her limitations. Great gal. I don't know if. 
culinary uh, prowess is 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 one of her main. Plus, uh, you're making for the folks. You exactly. Gotta... Well, and plus, when I'm in the kitchen, get the hell out of the way. I don't want people. I don't need any help. I mean, literally, the, the old cliche: "There's too many cooks in the kitchen." It's true. Like, whose kitchen? Just, James, kitchen? James' kitchen. So anyway, so I'm cooking all day the day before. I get up at like six a.m. the day of. You know, I got what did I just rattle off about ten dishes? Mm-hmm. I got ten plates. I'm spinning here. The, the the girlfriend's folks are supposed to show up at 3 p.m., so now it's a race against the clock to get everything. You know, and it, it's a delicate situation, too, when you get she, – she, she got a she got a small one-bedroom apartment. You know, it's not like she's got some elaborate commercial kitchen. Got, uh, you know, four eyes on the stove, uh, one one oven, you know, so I, I'm trying to time everything like out. traffic control. Exactly. Very much so. They're going to be here at 3 o'clock. At one oh five, ding dong, I'm sweating. I got flour in my hair. There's shit everywhere. I'm trying to be like, all right, uh, they're going to be here at 3. By 2.30, I'll be done. I'll go run, grab a shower, get yeah. the final touches on. One oh five, ding dong, here they come. Not expecting to eat. No, not expecting to eat, but just... The the place is a mess. The kitchens yeah. are, they were supposed to be there at three. We were going to eat at about three thirty. So then now I got to you know. And this is exactly. keep in mind. I wouldn't. Have, I would have been like, all right. Well, you know, you're early, so so get out of the way. Yeah, but it's the first time I never met yeah. him before. And then and pops, he was a, he was a nice enough dude. But uh, you know, after the awkward getting to know you, oh, all right, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Then he's in the, he's in the the living room and he just keeps making come. What are you doing in there? Come in here and 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 I was like I was cordial about it I was yeah. affable about it but after about the fifth time of Dave what are you doing and I go I'm cooking everybody Thanksgiving dinner yeah. <laughs> like not too aggressive but just enough to let them know like hey you're in my domain sir yeah. and with all due respect I'm not some snot no seventeen year old kid who's trying to bang your daughter I'm a grown man you know in a in a semi legitimate relationship to feed you a traditional holiday <laughs> feast you fucking dick yeah but I kind of let him know like hey I'm cooking everybody Thanksgiving dinner yeah. that's what I'm doing in here I'm but it, it, I think he he got the message like you know I wasn't a dick about it but it was just enough of like shut up old man are they like old school a little bit yeah they're 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 pretty old school they're from here so like you know they're not uh, at least there's not that component that there's i have to deal with like what's the guy doing in the kitchen kind of thing a little i felt a little bit of that really yeah i felt a little bit about that and uh but then when the meal was served I'm sick of the, all the sexism that's happening yeah. in this day and age there was i didn't i didn't really think too much about it at the time but there was a little bit like what are you doing and wow you know and uh but man when the meal was served yeah, I uh, I think I think I. Uh, that's pre- what I was doing in there. Yeah, that's what the hell I was doing in there. Mm-hmm. Like uh, good reports, good. Re- you can always tell too as a cook. Like uh, you know, no one's gonna say to your face, "Oh, that's not gonna." But the true test, and I do this every when I used to host parties at my old apartment and stuff. The true test is I've I always got an eye on people's plates. Yeah, seeing I'm, what's going, seeing yep. what's moving around. Everything was going. I mean, there were yeah. leftovers, but the plate, whatever was put on someone's plate. Was gone. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was a good performance. So I felt good about I that. I never doubt you, Dave. <laughs> it's the Super Bowl for cooks. It's it the is. biggest day in the culinary year, you know? So, But I feel like Christmas you can freestyle with what the main dish might be. That's true. Thanksgiving, you got to throw turkey at something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like turkey. A lot of people don't like turkey. I think uh, they're not eating good turkey. You got to brine it. Oh, you got to. Oh, also, I wrapped bacon on the breast. 
to keep that nice and and, ju- and yeah. juicy. Yeah, yeah. Sweet boy, it's good. Good stuff. I'm kind of hungry right now. Felt real good about I mean, it. Man. I listen to you talk about food all the time, but I'm, I'm pretty hungry right now. Felt and real also good about it's dinner time. It. Yeah, yeah, I am hungry. Well, you got leftovers to go to. Yeah, I got a little bit left. I've been mowing through it, man. Oh man, man. Oh, and I said collard greens. The next day, made a sandwich. I put uh, mayo on both slices of bread. I put uh, the the dressing uh, as a base on one side. I put turkey on top of that, gravy on top of that, and then collard greens on top of that. So the collard greens was the the green crunch. I used to eat like a senior citizen when I was like I would love an open faced turkey sandwich. Yeah. Oh like yeah. Maybe going out to eat, get burgers. I get a nice open faced turkey sandwich. Yeah. That's like, a name. There's the, a name for like that. The oldest. It's called a Yankee or something. We used to have that at the Albert. Hot brown? No, that's kind of similar. We called it uh, we called it a, a Yankee something. But it's like such a senior special. But it's good. But I love like yeah, open fork, faced fork and knife and mm-hmm. the gravy and the, yeah, and then you could tell the place I went it was always the stalest bread. That's why they can get away with serving it under the gravy. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. I love this. <laughs> But yeah, man, uh, pretty pretty good times at uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, and and uh, a lot of people, uh, and I appreciate it. Had a lot of feedback or, or interest from uh, some of the listeners. Uh, wanted to know how to, I didn't. I was so busy, I didn't even have time to take pics. Usually, you know me, I'm the annoying guy who takes pictures of all this food. Proud of what you, proud but of what you it, made. I just I, I I just didn't have to. I was I got gravy all over my hands. It was just no time for pictures. So got gravy all over my hands. <laughs> Dave Stone story. <laughs> I got crave. Look what you made me do. Well, speaking of population control, oh. since it sounded like that meal was to die for, <laughs> that was oh. a bad trend. That's okay. Did it we was... have more? Did we have more riffraffs? It has been a busy week. Oh yeah, it's been a very busy week. The guy there was yesterday. A guy was supposed to launch a rocket to prove this is the, I. Infinitely curious. Oh, oh yeah, I heard about that jackass. Hughes. Fuck, I forgot his name already. Hugh, I'm gonna look it I up. mean, he wasn't serious. Is this some no, he did it third, third rate evil Knievel bullshit? Yeah, what's Mad Mike Hughes? All right, here's from here's from uh, the Washington Post. Um, uh, he was going to launch himself 1,800 1, feet high. Um, to take in, in, a, in a rocket that he made himself, hmm. eighteen hundred feet high, to uh, take a picture uh, to prove that the Earth is flat. Shouldn't make your own rockets. Let's just let's let's just go over everything about this guy. That's what my grandfather said. You don't skimp on a haircut, and you don't skimp on rockets. You, you, is that, is that, you, you you buy those. Things. I don't know. People from the South have all kinds of <laughs> you know ramblings about things. Rockets. I'll tell you about rockets. What kind of an asshole makes his own rocket? You don't butter both sides of your bread, and you don't make your own rocket. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Man, don't spend well, all day uh, in the that kitchen. That kind of asshole is Mad Mike Hughes, who's a limo driver. What's he mad about? And uh, probably that people think the Earth is round. Hmm. You know, he's probably like, God damn it, how could the earth be round? So he's a flat earther, and this is how he's going to prove it. Take it from me, I'm a limousine driver and a stuntman, so, you know, scientist is probably the third thing on there. It just didn't fit on the business card. Uh, Where's he from? Where's he live? uh, He is in, 
Uh, somewhere in California, he was going to launch the thing in Amboy, California, on some on some BLM land, which is uh, just Bureau of Land Management. It's kind of like open lands where we'll go f- like off roading and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just California's like, yeah, it's desert. We can't do anything. There's no resources, so just f- go nuts. Yeah. You know? uh, first off, the f- first off, he, well, they they weren't going to let him launch uh, in the Bureau of Land Management. Uh huh. They were going to squash his homemade rocket launch. Uh, also, he couldn't get the rocket launcher that he built out of a used motorhome because it <laughs> broke down in his driveway. His launch pad broke down. Boy, I'm sure I sure have faith in the rocket itself when he couldn't even get the launch pad out to the position. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's going to go up to 1,800 feet. And then have some. Uh, oh, look! Well, here's a. This is a video, but I'll just show you the picture of the last time he ejected from a ro- or his rocket descended. That's his parachute, which just looks like an old napkin. Uh, just, <laughs> just a tattered, just a tattered. It looks like uh, it looks like when women buy sexy reissue rock T-shirts and they're all see-through with strategic holes. In it. Ah. That's what his parachute looks like. And, uh, oh, boy, here's a great quote about how he feels about uh, flat earth and science disproving. He says, I don't believe in science. I don't believe in science he was told the as a-, a concept. Yeah, he was told the AP earlier this month, I know about aerodynamics and fluid dynamics and how things move through the air. What does he think which that is, is? Which is science. That's science. About the certain size of rocket nozzles and thrusts, but that's not science. It's just a formula. There's no difference between science and science fiction. You know what? This does tie in population control because if this guy dies, it won't be sad. This guy in his homemade rocket is going to be. You can just go up in an airplane. Yeah. You can take a helicopter ride. Yeah, there's a lot of things you could do. You can take a hot air balloon. You can do anything other than make your own rocket. Well, it sounds like there's more going on there than his his thirst for knowledge in terms of. Whether or not the uh, Earth is flat, you can I, I go think up to the top of the Sears Tower is fourteen hundred feet. Yeah, man, that's a long way up. But the idea of a homemade rocket. So how's is he strapped I to want, it? Is there a vessel inside of it? I'm like, sure, he's inside of it. Not, he doesn't just bungee cord himself to the to the outside. I, you know what? I mean, he doesn't believe in science, so why would he believe in safety? Man, that's. I want to know who's like if he's still driving limos. If yeah. like, this got out. Like I, I would want to, I'd, I'd, I'd rent that. Let's spend a day, yeah. asking him questions. Yeah, what a weirdo! That's we some real get, Tom and Jerry shit right we there. Should get that's even beyond Tom and Jerry. That's like Wiley e. Coyote. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Acme. Yeah, this that's is, exactly what this it is. is. This is the Acme rocket, but the instructions didn't come with it. So yeah, when is he? Is he going to reschedule? Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's got to find private land to do it on because uh, Bureau of Land Management is like, you're going to do what now? Oh, no, we're not going to. We can't allow that. Mm. We can't allow you and your homemade rocket. Should have kept his mouth shut and just done it and proven yeah. everybody wrong. Yeah. Oh, unless he is just an excellent stuntman with a good, silly backstory. <laughs> you know, like, listen, I'm going to do something... <clears throat> Stupid, but uh, I need like a basis for it. I, I'm just—it's steam powered. We get that. Oh boy, I'm excited. I'm gonna follow it. Mad Mike Hughes, 
And uh, he had done it before. He had launched himself in a rocket before. Homemade steam-powered rocket. Up to 500 miles an hour it's going to go. Huh. Over the Mojave Desert. Well, that sounds like a good time. Well... Yeah, here's a picture of it. It says Research Flat Earth. He's got the he's got his crazy just painted onto the side of the rocket. How how big is it? Uh what's that big? Look at it. I mean I don't see anything not, for scale. Not, oh, is that him right there? Okay. Yeah, that's his rocket and it just doesn't look doesn't look big. It looks like that's maybe the launch pad, which is the motorhome that, that that broke down in the driveway. That is like the adult version of the Pinewood Derby. It is. You just build your own little car out of a block of wood? It is, except nobody else is competing with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> what a doofus. I'm, uh, you know what? Eh. I, 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 I commend someone seeing it all the way through to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, all these other dipshits are out there just telling people the earth's flat. Mad Mike, he's taken to the skies. <laughs> Mad Mike got a couple of old Oscar the Grouch garbage cans and some fins. <laughs> Dusted off an old bicycle helmet, and he's going to get up there. Something oh, tells me when, like, take a picture, he's going to have, like, those disposable wind-up ones, too. So right as the rocket is at its z- precipice, he's just like, zip, 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 click, zip, 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 click. <laughs> like, yeah, what if he does that with every aspect of his life? Like, what if he, uh, he probably built his own car. You can see him, like, dropping his phone right at the top. Uh-huh. Like, that's how he's going to take the picture. He doesn't have fucking stuff strapped to the outside of this piece of shit. He doesn't have GoPros. He's using... He's using a, a cricket phone to try and take a picture, and he's going to drop it. It's yeah, gonna, it's going to be a little parachute. Back, yeah, it's going to go to the back of the rocket. When he gets to the top, he's like, well, I totally saw that it was flat, but I dropped my phone, so I couldn't take the picture. <laughs> it's okay. I built my own camera. That's <laughs> going up with me next time. Oh, my God. If this parachute lasts. What a goober. What a goober. Well, yeah, talking about uh, last week, population control, I don't, I don't know where we left off. What did we talk about last week? I don't even uh, know if we started. <laughs> did we? I don't know this, what we talked about. This show's getting looser and oh. looser, Dave. Have you noticed it? Man, I'm dragging that's, ass today. Thanks for listening. Though. Yeah. I apologize. I don't have my normal zip in my step. I, just, I, I followed in your footsteps and I yeah. shit outside today, Dave. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, like, how fantastic was I that? I went on a bike ride and I was uh, got all the way up to the top of the mountain and my uh, internal timing was like, how about now? And I was uh-huh. like, well, I can't fight that. Let me tell you something. That's one of life's greatest pleasures is shitting outside. I mean, I'm not going to say greatest. Mm-hmm. I'll put I'll put uh, uh, scratch in the inside of your ear with car keys up there, though. Yeah, that's fun, too, but... Got more to show for an outdoor dump. Yeah, well, I, you know what I showed was the last week of poisoning myself in yeah. Chicago. Mm. That I wish I hadn't seen that in the light of day. Yeah, well, that's the one that needs to be outside, though. It looked like it was flammable. You don't want to bring that inside the home. <laughs> yeah, I was lucky that it's out there poisoning the water system. Did you have a good technique? What's what's your outdoor dump technique? Because we can, I could, I could, I could share. I could give you some tips. Well, see, I'm all, I'm all in the woods. Uh-huh. So I take everything below the waist off. Okay. You know, usually make sure I got some flip flops on, mm-hmm. and then just hang up the pants and the and the drawers. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, where do your pants go? It's true. You know, and I just you know get into that catcher position. So okay, 
Did you? There's a couple of different techniques. Sometimes I hold on to a small tree. Okay, that's about to say the the the. Uh, it's called the grab and dump. All right, you want to? Is you, it called that, or did you just it's, make that? It's, up? What I, it's what I call. Or is, this, is there a forum the, online? Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm part of a couple of different chat groups. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like that one. I like I like the grab and dump because you need a good base to hang on to that you can see. All right. Uh, as opposed to the lean back, the, the, sometimes I will lean back wow. onto a, uh, a tree to where it's it's on the small of your back. Problem there is you gotta. I don't want to get too graphic, but yeah, you got. I've seen the <clears throat> results of that. You gotta you gotta watch where your feet are at. So that's what I'm saying. So you lean forward, you lean back. Yeah. So you leaned forward and you held on. Well, I didn't hold on to anything. I just took off my shorts. No, but you held on to the tree. Not this time. Oh, I thought that's what you just said. Normally, I like to do that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because I didn't know, but now I just take off everything, and so I don't have to worry about soiling my clothes. There's another technique that I like where you... Everybody's turned the shit off. You find a fallen tree. You find a fallen small tree. Get that, everybody? When you're in the worst part of your life, Uh you're going to shit your pants? Make sure you find a fallen tree. And you use it as kind of a threshold, as a divider. To where uh, the front part of your body is on one side, and then the business end of the transaction is is like. Do you see what I'm saying? It's it acts as kind of a divider. Like imagine it's kind of like sitting on a toilet seat. You know, ah, I need. I really do need visual aids for this no, one. No, you need a fucking apartment. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what you need. You need, a, you need plumbing. <laughs> That's what you need. You don't need more. You don't need more ways to do this. There's an urban version of the lean back, which, uh, in, in lieu of a tree, you find a nice brick wall. Oh, I went with like the dance, like lean back, like, uh-huh. lean back, like because you said urban. Oh, yeah. I've I've seen the results of the wall, and it makes me sad for whoever had to do that. Anyway, wherever we left off with population, I brought it up. I Where else up. do you like to shit, Kyle? I thought I, thought I was just going to bond a little bit with no, you about what happened there. Hey, I, I appreciate I, it. I brought man. it up. I appreciate it. I, I've obviously, you know, put way too much thought into this. Yeah. We've talked about the emergency shit kit, right? Uh, yeah, we okay, did. The yeah. Behind the Pet Boys. Yeah. Anyway, it's, okay, uh, yeah. it's Patreon, <clears throat> Patreon slash Boogie Monster. Uh-huh. Four bucks a month. Uh, four bucks a month, and you don't have to hear those stories for much uh-huh. longer. Yep. So go on, stop over by there, and uh, leave a little note on mm-hmm. why you're donating, because you don't want to hear Dave's techniques. Well, Population control. The good thing is, here we go. NW- 47 minutes in, we're hitting the post. Uh, NWO is trying to kill off the stupid people. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, in, in a way, maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. But, yeah. All right. We talked about Agenda 21. All right. We talked about uh, how that's kind of. Uh, oh, the environmental one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's under the guise of environmental uh, plan. But uh, in reality, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a coded blueprint on health. They're trying to kill us all. Is it? Um, what do you think it is? We talked about mega cities. They're trying to hurt us. Like cattle, trying to keep Ooh, somebody, us in mega cities. Yeah, somebody sent in a. Oh yeah, what is that? Do you have that on hand? I'm gonna look it up here. Yeah, pull that up. That was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, there's there's belief that hurt uh, us in there because then it's easier to control us in a mm-hmm. in a larger area. Is that the is that the technique? Mm-hmm. 
Like, basically just create slums. Mm-hmm. Just create giant urban slums. Well, and also uh, to where... Blake Eugene. This is from Singapore. And it is... Uh, yeah, you saw this already? And it's just... Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, now, look, that, there's greenery on the rooftops and so everything. Is which that is, that's real? how you're going to have to have building. Is that real or is that like a, a model simulation? Um, uh, that... It looks like it's real. Hmm. Yeah, stack and pack. But I, you know, it's hard to believe whatever's out there now. But yeah, this does look like it looks like one, two, three, four, like like seven story buildings stacked in a hexagonal pattern on top of each other, Uh almost like a Jenga board of giant seven story buildings. Okay. So, I mean, that's in Singapore where in the background is already a highly dense uh, urban area that you could see there. Um Yeah. I mean, but that's just to round people up to control them. Yeah, to control to, them and to make us well, uh less dependent on transportation, uh which also they want uh the agenda 21, they want to want to get rid of like um they want to totally tra- change the infrastructure. To where we're not dependent on roads, nobody owns land, we all live in major cities, we don't need cars, uh, everybody lives in they, – they would live and work but in the same area. Some people want that. Some people like that. Well, I mean, I think the whole concept, it doesn't matter what you want. It's what's best for the, uh, for the greater good. That's how they're going to spin it. But what's the – so uh... – so what's the cat then just there's more open area for their farming or for their whatever they want to take over strip mining I mean mm-hmm. Oh like like because how people got in the way of the pipeline mm-hmm. like, well, there's just nobody there Yeah Yeah it just makes it easier you know it's uh it just it, in this Corral- scenario corralling people Absolutely in this scenario if it were to be true or to become true it makes it easier for those in power to control and know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. To control the, <laughs> the movement of the entire civilization. You're corralling. It's, um, it's treating human beings like it's a giant farm. Yes, and a lot of this, and we've talked about this before. I think we did a whole episode on it, but a lot of this kind of funnels back to the Georgia Guidestones, which are those uh, mysterious granite tablets, those giant. Uh, 10, 11 foot, uh, well, I think it's taller oh, yeah, than that, need a- in Elbert County, Georgia, where it's kind of basically, uh, some people think it's the Ten Commandments for the NWO, and uh, number one on the list, uh, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So, I mean, think about that. Maintain humanity under five, I mean, 500 million, that means they're going to have to kill off about 6.5 billion people. To maintain that number. And uh, how are they going to do that? Well, a lot of different ways, man. I'm going to look up lists of urban areas and population for, for, for a... Let me see. Just for reference. Mm-hmm. Well, Tokyo has roughly 38 million. 38 million people in Tokyo? That That's, that's the city area, not just... Still, just the city itself. So yeah, that is got to be the uh, number one most populated city in, New in York's the world. Got roughly twenty four million. But uh, all right, so we'll get just to get an idea what a city is compared to that five hundred million. Number. Yeah, that's that's what you got to work with. Yeah. New York is roughly twenty seven for the New York 
the city area. Um, so, all right, go ahead. So, yeah, you take Tokyo, New York, and L.A. alone, you're already close to mm-hmm. $100 million. Yeah. That's insane. But, yeah, so uh, – and it all comes back to that. It's ultimately – I don't know how they come up with that number, but uh, point yeah, I mean, being, they want to keep it down to that number, so, you know, as to uh, – that way we – those left, those 500 million people – We'll live in a world where there's still resources to be but had. Yeah, you can't argue with the fact that there's too many people, and that's going to be the downfall of the earth. Yeah, somebody sent talked about that before. Like, yeah. yeah, but the a free thing that feels good is fucking, and that's what people do. Mm-hmm. Well, have we talked about this? The, uh, the, I mean, okay, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but like, all right, like in, in third world countries in Africa, mm-hmm. you've got. You've got people dying of AIDS, dying of starvation. You've got one, two-year-old children dying of disease and yeah. starvation. Like, is anybody uh, trying to kind of educate those communities on, hey, we're not going to tell you to stop fucking, but maybe let's let's exercise a little birth control? I'm, uh, I'm sure there is that there, but also you have, uh, you know, still re- religion. That's what people hold on to, especially in times of strife and struggle. Like, religion's the thing that keep them going. Well, God will want me to have children. Like, it goes against God common wants sense. you to have children it that's go- immediately going to die of go- starvation. It goes against common sense, but a lot of religious stuff goes against common sense. And also, how many, like, what's, how are those children brought into the world? I don't think it's always a consensual situation. Well, that's true. Things. I understand that. that. That's true. But. I don't know, just the concept of like, I don't know, you, you never hear that. You never hear a politician talking about, you know, I'm sure it's birth a, control, sex education. Let's If we were uh, smarter and more well-researched, I'm sure we would find the answer out to that, and I'm sure it is happening. But it's you just, have, you know, people that came through, and I, I don't know what areas, you know, what the general religion is, it's like, no, you don't use birth control. It goes against birth control. Goes against like every religion. Yeah, but at what point is it a criminal act to birth a child that's going to die within twelve months because you don't have the means to take care of it? It's not I, man. That's that's a deeper sociological study about what what people believe and their faith in the world, and you know that's. Okay, that's why people had 12 kids back in the day, like farming days. Like, we need a bunch. Some of them are going to die. Well, I get that. That's what people are having. Like, maybe I need to have a bunch. A lot of them are going to die. Jeez. <clears throat> but that's some people's whole purpose, put pass on their genes to the world. So they're going to die? All right, better have another one. Man, I never understood that. Yeah. Yeah, I and can't I agree. Comment on that. That's that's a far more complex situation than like, oh, we can't believe nobody's just wearing condoms out there. Yeah, I don't think, you know. <clears throat> but no, I mean, arm, armies full of rapists are like really wrapping it up. Well, no, yeah, I get that. I get that. But in and yes, I'm ignorant to the situation. But you would assume that there's a certain percentage of those populations to where they're just. You know, family units and, you know, standard procreation. And to those people, it's like, hey, while we're dropping off this bag of U.N. grain, here's a box of condoms and maybe, you know. They're free here. Yeah. That ain't stopping people. And it's not, and I'm not not being judgmental. It all, it's the point of you guys are having children that are immediately dying. 
That's yeah. terrible. You know? Yeah. Jesus. And I yes, I know it goes much deeper than that, but Oh well. Um how are they trying to kill us, Kyle? Vaccines. What are your thoughts on vaccines? No, I don't believe in science. <laughs> <clears throat> I, you know what? I feel like I'm, I'm still like on the fence about a flu shot, and I was, t- I was sitting next to a <clears throat> virologist on a plane once. <clears throat> he studies viruses. That's uh-huh. his whole thing. And so I'm like, oh, really? That's interesting. And you have to. And so I finally like, all right. So what's up with the flu shot? And he's like, get a flu shot. Really? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm like, okay, get a flu shot. But as I knock on wood, and I'm about to sneeze, I never get the flu. Let it go. Rip it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Get some. Oh, yeah, um, I've never had a I've never had a flu shot as an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know I probably got one as a kid or whatever. Yeah, and so I mean, it is a little weird, like the government saying like, "Take this shot." But okay, there's a reason. There's no more measles or polio, and it's because they said take the shot. We can't have an epidemic. Yeah, all right, that. I think, you know what, that is population control. They're controlling the population. They're stopping them from getting polio. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good job on that. That's not always, I mean, is there a way to sneak something in later on? Like, oh, yeah, well, you got to get this anyway when you're born, and we put something in there. That's, that's the point I was that's, about to make. If you want to put on your tinfoil hat, then you start believing in that and all the MK Ultra shit and mm-hmm. putting it, what's in the water. I, some days I'll believe that, but I think 90% of the days I'm like, no, it's so you don't have polio anymore. Mm-hmm. And the proof is out there with how few people have polio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the ones you get vaccinated against, polio? Yeah, I believe so. I think everybody gets that when they're a kid. Um, did you hear about uh, what Bill Gates said uh, back in 2010 at a TED Talk? Um, and a lot of people don't know if this was a just a slip up if it was uh you know he didn't realize what he was saying or if he was literally meaning what he was saying but uh a lot of people think okay people like bill gates you know the illuminati the nwo some of the you know the thousand most influential and wealthy people in the world a lot of people think they are behind all this that they have access to certain health care and vaccines or whatever that uh, the general public doesn't have um Gates was on record saying, quote, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 to 15 percent, where we would see an increase of about 1.3. Oh, you mean so, so he's, he's say, talking about he's going to lower the percentage of people? Yes. He says... What did he say? Uh, that seems like it's... Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, and reproductive health services, we can lower that by perhaps 10 to 15%. So, I mean, what he's saying is, you no, know, if we try real hard, we can kill off some of these people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a slip-up. You think so? I'm pretty sure that's like a sentence was left out of his speech mm-hmm. in a teleprompter. Hmm. It's supposed to be like, and I, like yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to think that. How how would that accidentally be like, here's my big major speech, and I'm Bill Gates. I invented computers. Oopsie, I just told everyone how we'll kill 15% of the world population. Well, it could be, you know, in his circles that he runs in, 
it could be, you know, such a, a common topic of discussion that maybe he forgot who he was speaking to. At a TED Talk. Could have slipped out. Fucking no. Thumb, <laughs> thumbs down. Could have slipped out. Thumbs down. So, yeah, vaccines. And, yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I don't like the idea of the government putting something in my body, but how do you how do you defend that? How do you combat that? Like I don't I don't have my own vaccine to where like, no, hold on, I got my own solution that prevents polio but also doesn't it's, give me cancer like what you're trying to do. It's I mean you get you know, people that, that, that parents where they're like, Oh, I don't wanna I don't want my kid just getting shots put in them. Uh, you know, and then schools are like, all right, well, your kid can't come to this school. Yeah. Now you're punishing a kid because the parents are stupid, you know, and that's, I think that's the population control right there. No, it's, but it's just making people dumber. It's not making less people. It's just making them dumber. Yeah. And we're going to get so dumb that we will start. Maybe, maybe they're just dumbing us down. So we will follow the corral thing. Well, I definitely think that's going on with. Technology. I mean, I know this sounds like old grandpa, but yeah. the, take a look around. Next time you're out on a jog or a walk, just look, especially in a city area, look at the zombie. I know it's a, yeah, you know, no. but the zombies shuffling their feet, staring down at their phone. We're so distracted on a second by second basis. Like, I, I definitely think there's something going on with, there. With information that, is, that is, you're meant to feel like is important. With, mm-hmm. with addictive programming mm-hmm. of the way, you know, hearing about how Instagram or Twitter, social media will, like, withhold likes. So then you'll look at it again mm-hmm. to see that the numbers go up yeah. in a more rapid pace. Like, manipulating people to get people to watch it. Yeah, I don't think. But as far as vaccines, I think it's, you know... Government made you put seatbelts in your car. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah. You know, that's not like, oh, we just want to make the job easier when a car crashes so we can find a body. Like, no, that's saving people. Um, I do, I, and I think that is, is that a weird, is that like paranoid parents? Like now parents are so... Or be like I hate I hate the like the old road hack comedy bit like ah oh, when I was uh, when I was six we didn't wear a helmet to ride a bike down the street and like God how many times has that bit been yeah there? yeah and like well we're raising a bunch of pussies nah maybe it's just common sense although I see the other side of it a helmet's a good thing you can so easily fall and hit your head mm-hmm. and that's a stupid thing that's preventable for a kid. Now, do I think everything needs to be rubbed down with Purell every five minutes? No. No. That's yeah. my, my mom's always like, no, we'll let you eat dirt. You should eat dirt. And then you never got sick because you ate dirt. I'm like, I don't, need, I don't think there's – I don't know if that's a scientific correlation. <clears throat> but, yeah, to just be constantly worried about germs and not my baby. My baby's not going to be subject to this. My baby's special. It's the most special baby. No, it's a fucking baby. Yeah. And it's going to be a person like Every other person you see throughout the day, mm-hmm. I'm gonna homeschool to make him a fucking special little unit. <laughs> Get fucking over yourself. Why are your genes so delightful and so superior? <laughs> uh, another theory, um, like that when people, <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, I'm not having kids. Like, who's gonna take care of you when you're older? I'm sorry. Are you making sure that your kid is gonna be a doctor? Yeah. 
You know who's going to take care of me when I'm older? Whoever I hire with my disposable income that I save from not having a fucking kid. <laughs> uh, Kim Trails is another one. You've seen the, we've all yeah. seen these trails in the sky. Uh, most of them are contrails, ice crystals that result from the hot jet exhaust hitting the cold air found at high altitude. Some conspiracy theorists don't see simple water vapor trails. They see plane spraying noxious chemicals into the atmosphere designed for any number of evil purposes. Chemtrails, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's one of those things where how the hell do I know? How do I, how do I know what's going on with that, yeah. with that airplane? But that I could see that could be a way that, you know, just crop dusting society and, and being like, what are you talking about? That's just regular. It's, va- it's water vapor. But it's like openly. Yeah, it's like frozen vapor. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it all falls under the same umbrella or the same concept of, you know, y- you think it's this, but it's really this. And, like, who's who's yeah, who's correct? Be, be scared of everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you can start looking at every little bit of it. Like, why do they make us recycle? Is there something now, like, to handle cardboard more often? Is that going to get the toxins in your system for mind control? Because now you have to handle your cardboard exclusively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you can, you can reverse. If you want to be paranoid enough, <clears throat> you can... I think you can engineer that. Yeah. Ooh, Ikea's cheap and affordable. That way when we move you into the fucking prisons after we dose you and it's just Ikea furniture, you already think you're home. <coughs> Ooh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. We just, that's that, yeah, forget the Walmarts. It's Ikea's and they ship you in there and you're already oh. comfortable with it. Oh, man. Just Ikea, s- yeah, Ikea is the population, that's the population control warehouse for the people that don't believe in conspiracy theories. Oh, no, they just need to round us up at Ikea, and it's cool, because I was going to buy that ottoman anyway. Sit around eating Swedish meatballs for the rest of our days. I mean, there's worse. Um, This story popped up in my research. Um, I forgot the lady's name. Damn it, what was her name? Betty Crocker. Ah, Jesus. Anyway, there's a lady doing research out here in California, and not far from us, she was over in, uh, I saw a video, she was over in Pomona, over the Inland Empire, I believe, where she believes she has spotted several fake palm trees, uh, radio towers disguised as palm trees, and then she went and did some research where she had some sort of device, uh, that measured radio waves, and then she would she would drive around. She'd point out, and there's video of like, oh yeah, that, and you could see where like that looks like a palm tree, but if you look closely, there's some sort of antenna, yeah, a triangle a device. But she thinks it's uh, well, why would you disguise a cell phone tower just for aesthetics? Yes, it doesn't look ugly. Okay, well, all right. Well, yeah, you may have just squashed her. <laughs> really? You see yeah, them right there see, on the 405? You them out all the time because it's like, what? Well, look at that Lego ass looking palm tree. Yeah. Okay, well, that's. It's just so it's not an eyesore. She thinks it's uh, perp- put there purposely to send out harmful radio waves She's to, a fucking idiot. to affect everybody at the intersection. Yeah, they're affecting her. She's not getting. <laughs> she's getting dumber by the minute thinking that it's, it, it's the most obvious. 
Yeah, there's yes. Paul, she she went and made videos instead of looking up Palm Tree Cell Tower, which is what I'm looking up right now. Mm-hmm. And here you fucking go with a just a ton of images. Look at them. There's people putting them up. Uh huh. There you go. Look at there's a guy on a crane making them. Dumbass. But again, could that be? No, these are for aesthetics. No, nothing to see here. But it's not even hidden. Well, and the fact- also, also here's the here's what it is. They're anti quake towers. Uh huh. They're self. They're they're earthquake resistant. So not only are they obviously cell phone towers, they're actually better because in the sense of an earthquake, you're going to need cell service for emergencies. Oh. This lady can okay. go cram it. Yeah, I know. That's uh, that's the problem you get into with some of these conspiracy theories, you know. It's that they're full of shit. I never thought I would be on this side of so many of these. But man, <laughs> the more research, it's like, get your head out of your ass. Fluoride, that's another one. That one I think is I'm more curious. What was the what's their initial purpose for fluoride? Well, uh, yeah, it's uh, still off a uh, tooth decay. Um, a lot of people think though they see it as a plot to enact mind control. They point to the uh, misinterpreted studies as proof that it lowers the IQs of children, despite no plausible mechanism by which this would happen. Some even believe it's a tool of depopulation, giving people extremely low. Extremely slow-growing cancer that eventually kills them. I just don't know why... Why the government's concern and teeth. Like, we can't get... Look at all the trouble that insurance... Like, you can't get fucking nationalized health care. Mm-hmm. But the government wants your teeth to be strong. Yeah. That one I find a little suspect. Mm-hmm. And if it's the insurance companies that are really behind, like uh, that are m- some of the major motivators of keeping the current health care or before Obamacare intact, mm-hmm. doesn't dental fall under that also? You would think. So that one, I, w- I would want to read more about that one because that one, like, why, yeah, when the government's still like, Nope, we don't want Planned Parenthood. We don't want this. You got to pay for your, if you don't have insurance, go fuck yourself. All this, but let's dose the water supply with something to give you uh, 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 strong chompers. Yeah, that's a good point. What do they care about our teeth? Yeah, why is that something they're taking an interest in, but not any other aspect of your well-being? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, why, based on that, you know, concept, why aren't they fortifying all our food with stuff that's gonna? Improve our health. Yeah, yeah. When okay, in reality, okay. it seems the exact opposite is happening. Yeah, why is a school lunch still just like greasy pizza and gross shit? But yeah. Like, oh, we want your teeth. Although, does England not have fluoride in the water? I mean, I no, I don't want to go with the stereotype. No, but, but it, you go over there and it's like, ooh. Oh, absolutely. Man. Yeah. It's like if somebody crashed a car through a picket fence in those mouths. There's <laughs> <laughs> some... Some rough grills over there. <laughs> um, now, this is one that I feel is a little more plausible than some of the stuff we've come across. But just the concept of, like, um, I don't know, a, a pandemic. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, such as the Ebola virus. All right, look at the 2014 pandemic. It's one of the, some people, some conspiracy theorists feel like that's one of the final steps 
and the Illuminati's depopulation agenda. One popular theory is that Ebola was weaponized by the CDC, so it couldn't be tra- so it could be transmitted through the air, giving it the ability to kill ninety percent of the population. Like that's a shit that scares me. Is like viruses and shit like that just floating around the air, and like if it was weaponized, if somebody did that on purpose. Well, it doesn't even have to be the CDC. That's just mm-hmm. chemical warfare, yeah. biological warfare. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that's the next wave of it. I'm sure that's the next move. There's enough nuts now where it's like, boy, we can't get nuclear wet. Like, like nobody's going the traditional route. Now it's like, well, nah, we could just drive cars into people. Mm-hmm. Like, going, like any means necessary style attacks. Yeah. Which, as long as you can still get a bunch of stupid guns in this country, nobody's going to be worried about trying to come up with a flu that's going to make your asshole fall out. So maybe that's why they keep the guns out there. That way it keeps all the fucking psychos to a limited range and they're not you know, polluting a water system or letting it out on a subway train. I used to live literally less than a mile away from the CDC in Decatur, Georgia. Oh, that's right. Right that's outside right. of Atlanta. Okay. And I used to think about that like, well, when 9-11 hit, yeah. I wasn't living there then. I was living not too far from it. But when 9-11, everybody thought in Atlanta, people were like, oh, shit. If this is some multi-prong attack, then yeah. watch out because why wouldn't they want to bomb the CDC? And I'm sure you would like to think they have some sort of contingency plan. But like, I, I, like if you dropped a bomb on the CDC, would all that shit just go flying up in the air and – Game on? I think maybe if you drop a bomb on it, the heat of a, an explosion would eradicate it. <clears throat> well, that's what they're talking about, like uh, the ice caps melting and stuff, that there's diseases hidden in the ice. Hmm. That had been, been frozen around. for... Yeah, that we don't even know. Yeah. That's one of the... That's a thing to get scared about, that you like, who knows what's been trapped, frozen in ice... That could just be released because of the you know the, the polar ice caps melting that we haven't even researched or known how to study. Ugh. It's just scary, yeah. That one's scary. The, the, yeah, the, the bio warfare. Yeah, scary. that because well, there's just no defense. Yeah, like I mean, not that there is to some of this other stuff, but just like what would you do? That's all. That's the root of all the zombie. Yeah, shit is like that's just just a disease that affects people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Scary stuff. We won't even get into like AIDS is another one. Well, I love uh, that people think like AIDS, like, see, that's why they're going to control gay people. It's like, gay people don't have sex, and like, gay people are just gay. Like, <clears throat> how is that population control? People are just born gay. Yeah. Like, you're not, if you kill gay people, just more gay people show up. Yeah. Now, another one, and this is another one that I, I kind of am concerned about, GMOs, genetically modified oh, organisms, yeah. uh, our food, you know, Monsanto. Some delicious Monsanto. I mean, and you've made this point before about GMOs and stuff. Like, if you can modify a fucking potato and it could feed 30 times the amount of people that an average one can. It can be used for good and bad. Yeah. Yeah, there's worries about, like, how they tweak with the genetics of it and the DNA of it that... It can only be grown by people. It can never be like a naturally occurring 
crop that somebody mm-hmm. else can just get a hold of or the way they were <clears throat> this is again but like i can't we still got to put the disclosure on that we're talking out our ass about this stuff <clears throat> but it was like monsanto was making sure that you could only use these like their seeds mm-hmm. and so now they're capital they're monopolizing the entire farming industry for yeah. the globe yeah you know so that's kind of the, the was the threat with monsanto but as far as genetically engineering shit like you're doing it to cure diseases, mm-hmm. you know, using DNA to cure like, and messing with that to cure diseases. It's got it's got both sides of the argument. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think the the moral to all this is you just I mean, if you, if you let it, you just it could just ruin your life. Just sitting around thinking about all this horrible shit that could happen at any moment. It's the, it's the Jesus and the tortilla thing. Like if that's the thing you want to see the most, then you'll see it. Mm -hmm. If you want to think ghosts are real, you're going to see them. You're going to find ghosts. If you want to think that the government is trying to control the population, of course that clouds doing it. Then that palm tree is sending out radio waves. That's the, Dumbest shit I could possibly think. Like fucking yeah, lady, you can look right at it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know why your phone's picking it up? Because you're next to the cell phone tower. That's why your phone's working so well. Yeah. Ugh. There I is. Mean, I think there are some, like some that are stronger prob- possibilities than others, but it's scary. Um, Unless people would be better for the world, I can't fight with that. It's kind of. Related, not really. Well, kind of related. Uh, we've talked about uh, time travel. I don't know if you remember when we talked about Al Bilek, the guy who was oh, part yeah. of the... yeah, guy just showed up. Well, that was John Tidor. Oh. Uh, Al Bilek, well, he kind of showed up too, but he was part of the Philadelphia Experiment. He's one of the guys that fell o- overboard and got s- stuck in some weird time warp. Okay. There was a video, there's a couple of videos of him... He claims that he went to the year 2137, and there's a video of him just talking to the camera for like two hours and explaining everything he saw in the year 2137, and he talks about the geography of the world and uh, specifically America about like, you know, I, I forgot all the details, but he was explaining how different the geography was. But he said he was over in Europe somewhere in the year 2137 when he first arrived and he asked somebody about the global population. And if I, if I believe the figure is right, if, I, if I'm remembering it correctly, he said that the guy he asked uh, just nonchalantly said, uh, yeah, I think we're around 300 million. And uh, he goes, yeah. he's like, oh, what do you mean? You mean 3 billion? He goes, no, no, 300 million. Yeah. So he, he, he claims that when he went to the year 2137, which is what, 120 years from now, that uh, – it was common knowledge that the world's population then was 300 million. So if if, well, if the time-traveling guy is correct, then the, the Georgia Guidestones... The guy got his vaccines and he's autistic. That's what's going on. <laughs> that would, If you want the anti-vaxxers, they should capitalize. Look at these nuts that believe in time travel. Vaccines did that to them. Yeah. And then you could, you could pit the conspiracy theorists against each other. Also, in 2137, who knows what would happen after all the coastal cities are eliminated, Mm -hmm. after what kind of climate change is, you know, uh, crisped all of us in the desert, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's that's believable if we're on the pace that we're going now. Yeah. 
Not to say I would take the, the a time traveler's word for it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, 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 the philosophy teacher at my community college course who just grew weed on a farm, and he was an old wizard-looking man. And I just remember him saying, it's like, if, if the human beings become the cancer of the earth, the earth will handle it. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's what's always been happening since human beings discovered fire, in my opinion. Like, oh, but there was some balance. There was a balance between nature and you respected the things that you killed to survive. And I think it was, you know, the Moore's Law of once the... In- agricultural revolution to the industrial revolution everything just accelerated to a point where yeah now we're staring at our phones walking into traffic filled with electric cars that are self-driving and uh yeah and it's uh, it's all right it was a good run we did some pretty cool shit yeah we got a guy who doesn't believe the earth is round but can still build his own rocket to try and prove you know well i guess my question is times so 100 years ago, nobody even knew how to fly. And this guy could build his own rocket. That's true. Yet still deny that the Earth is round. Still not smart enough to know you could just go on an airplane ride. Go on Southwest, dude. A ticket's like 30 bucks. Yeah. Then you can get a window seat. Let's pay the extra 15 bucks to pre-board so you get in the A <laughs> section. Make sure you get a window seat. And you can see the whole fucking thing. I guess my question is... How are we going to turn it around? Is that even possible? Both in a day-to-day dumbing down of humanity aspect of zombies shuffling around staring at their phones. Is that ever going to change and improve? And just environmental stuff, you know, the damage we're doing to the the planet. I mean, are we going to be able to do a 180 and... Write this ship, or is it just going to keep I think, going until it just dis- burns out? I think if there is some sort of weird militaristic idea, like militaristic environmentalism, it's going to be, yeah, less people. That's the <clears throat> nobody wants to say that part, but like, an, yeah, anarcho environmentalists. Well, that's yeah. why I kind of agenda 21, like, I kind of. Believe that there could be some some weight behind this. Mm-hmm. So no, I think it's there. I think some of the examples people are pointing out are dumb. Yeah, but I think for sure, yeah, it's just too many people. Mm. Anyway, hope, well. you, hope you listen to this one with your children. <laughs> uh, should we should we bring it home? I guess so, man. You want to land this homemade? Rocket made out of shit that we call the Boogie Monster. Oh, man. Should I do it? Oh, yeah. I promised a recipe, didn't I? You did. I'll do a quick recipe. Um, let me pull this up real quick here. Let me see what I got here. Hash brown casserole. That's what we were talking about. I'm earlier. curious about it. Oh, boy. It's a, it's a good time. It is a real good time. Let me uh, let me grab it here. Um, yeah, it's actually... Uh, Kind of a shameless plug here. Today I just released my uh, kitchen survival guide. An e-cookbook. Just an e-cookbook. And uh, I get so many people, um, you know, and I appreciate that, you know, but one of the dumb little features that we try to do, not every week, but I try to give out a recipe. And uh, ever since I made that uh, biscuit recipe uh, public, I get, uh, I don't know, I get several emails every week saying, hey, 
can I get that uh, pimento cheese recipe? Can I get that chili recipe? And it's like, well, I didn't, I didn't really go to all the trouble to write it down. I, I told it to you. So maybe just go back and listen. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't say that. I don't want to be a dick. <laughs> well, but uh, I think you can, though. I think people can put a little bit of legwork. I mean, look how much effort we put in over here. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, today, or as this comes out, a few days, yeah, yesterday, I, uh, I put out uh, 25 of my favorite recipes. And uh, anybody who wants it, you can email me. And uh, 10 bucks. I think, t- I think 10 bucks is a pretty good deal. 10 for bucks for 25, 25 of Dave's Essential Recipes? Yeah, it's like 3 bucks a recipe. It's pretty good. So, um, <clears throat> but uh, not good at math. Yeah, I couldn't. I tried yeah. to do it quick in my yeah. head. Uh, they're going to kill stupid people. We're going to go Oh, quick. yeah, absolutely. Uh, but one of the recipes in uh, Dave Stone's Kitchen Survival Guide is cheesy hash brown casserole. Oh, boy. And this is a good time. It's just... This is always the star of the show, and uh, i got to give a shout-out to my mom. Uh, this is her recipe. I've modified it. I've tweaked okay. it a little bit, but uh, she's been cooking this for – I don't remember her cooking it when I was a child, but like, I don't know, maybe late teens, early 20s, you know, the yeah. last last dozen or so uh, holidays, you know, this thing's been showing up, and I'm like – Damn, like this, it's, it always steals a show. Just the title alone sounds like it would kill a <laughs> yeah. toddler. Yeah, it's, you it's not healthy. You gotta but, wait till somebody gets at least up to puberty before you serve them that. <laughs> but it's real easy to make. I'll run down real quick. Uh, get a two pound bag of frozen shredded hash browns. Uh, the frozen shredded hash, you can get those pretty much any grocery store in the. In the frozen potato section, uh, two-pound bag, uh, throw it in the fridge. The, the day that you want to make this, throw it in the fridge or set it out on the counter. Let it thaw for a couple hours. Get one can of uh, cream of mushroom soup. And if you just got some weird aversion to mushrooms like some people do, uh, cream of chicken soup will pretty much do the same thing. It's going to act as kind of a binder. Uh, teaspoon of salt, teaspoon of black pepper, uh, teaspoon of garlic powder, half teaspoon of uh, paprika, you need one yellow onion. Dice that up real fine. Uh, four cups of shredded cheddar cheese. Uh, usually, I think some of those, the standard pack, yeah, you need two of those one pound. Yeah, I think that would be, yeah, I can't do the math. Four cups of shredded cheddar cheese. Uh, two cups of sour cream. One stick of melted butter. All right, here's what we do. Preheat your oven to 350. Throw all those ingredients in a big old mixing bowl, except hold back two cups of the cheese. Set that aside. But everything else, everybody in the pool, mix that shit up real good with a big wooden spoon or something. Uh, then get you a 13 by 9 by 2 casserole dish. That's kind of a standard rectangular casserole dish. Uh, it doesn't have to be that exact dimensions. You know, anything in that ballpark will work. But uh, So get you your casserole dish. Transfer all that goop into the dish. And uh, smooth it out real nice and neat, mold it, you know, so it's not just a big lumpy mess, but kind of mash it in, form it so it's a nice even rectangle in the dish. Bake that uncovered for 40 minutes. At the 40-minute mark, pull it out of the oven, throw in the rest of that cheese on top. So you got two cups of cheese left over. Your hand gestures while you're reading this are just hypnotic. (laughs) It's it's so beautiful. It's like he's making it in front of me in mind. (laughs) Take the extra two cups of cheese, uh, throw that on top, nice and neat, bake it for another 10 minutes, boom, you got cheesy hash brown casserole. And let me tell you, this shit's versatile, too. I like cold food. I love. I don't reheat my leftovers. This shit is great cold out of the fridge the next day, and it makes a great breakfast side. 
some scrambled eggs, big, well, yeah, big hunk brown. of that hash brown. Oh, that guy, you got meat in there? Uh, no meat. Yeah, that's, no. A, that's a vegetarian dish. Yeah, there you go, vegetarians. Yeah, look at that healthy vegetarian dish. You, you could stop your heart with the rest of us. <laughs> but yeah, frozen hash browns, cream of mushroom soup, salt, pepper, garlic powder, paprika, diced up a yellow onion. Four cups of cheese, two cups of sour cream, one stick of melted butter, 350, 40 minutes, pull it out, throw the cheese back in, boom, 10 more minutes, blah, 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 there you go, cheesy hash brown casserole, just one of the 25 delicious recipes that could be found on Dave Stone's Kitchen Survival Guide. Uh, email me, and uh, I'll tell you how to order that bad boy for just 10 bucks. Makes a great makes a great Christmas gift. And uh, I got, I, I won't, I won't name all of them, but uh, I got, got a lot of stuff. Sausage gravy. I got my chili recipe in there. I got my, I got my gumbo recipe in the there. Chi- the chili and the gumbo recipe alone, that should be a twenty dollars. I mean, get out of town. That's uh, that's, my, that's the that's the uh, uh, that's, uh, uh, oh, there's a there's a phrase I was trying to hit. That's over. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it home. The pride of my fleet. Nope. The the star of my fleet. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Your flagship. Flagship of my fleet. I don't know. I'm not good with words. Not good with words, Kyle. I don't have a very good um, uh, I get it. Uh, vocabulary. There you go. Old classic. Old chestnut. Never got a laugh. That's a good joke. It never got a laugh. I think I'm too smart for the room. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Dave Stone, too smart for the room. Uh, comic of the Week. Comic of the week. Uh, I think a mutual pal of ours, uh, as often is the case. Yeah. Um, Glenn Wool. You know Glenn Wool. Glenn Wool. W O O L. Glenn Wool. Uh, where's Glenn? He's from Canada. Glenn's from, I think, Vancouver originally, but I could be wrong. But I see him. He's a guy that he is a global comic. Yeah, he is a world traveler. Like not just like oh, he goes to England once in a while. Like that guy's been all through Asia, been all through Europe. Like and he's. Like, you think about guys that work the road in the States. Yeah. Like, he works the earth. Yeah. And he has the stories to prove it. And he's yeah. got a new album out. Yeah, got a brand new album out called uh, This Road Has Tolls. Yeah. Uh, came out this week on Stand Up Records. Yeah. Uh, probably, I don't know which. He, he's put out quite a few specials and albums. He's at it, man. That's his life. But, uh, he's a tr- journeyman comedian. I, I worked with him in Detroit mm-hmm. about seven years ago. And it couldn't have been a cooler dude. Yeah. Great comic, great dude, and we really hit it off that weekend. And it was right when I first moved into the van, oh, yeah. and he was giving me, you know, he's he very intrigued with the van because he goes, uh, "Yeah, I've been homeless for fourteen months." <laughs> yeah, he never had an address. He yeah. was just always traveling, just he floating had, like, around. Tom Rose too, like, they, yeah. like it's a big deal when like oh, I finally got a, an apartment somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So this dude, uh, talk about paying your dues and. Putting in the work, oh, uh, Glenn Wool, and very uh, his style is very. I don't know if it's the the international influence or maybe yeah. the Canadian influence, but very. Uh, He's big up there. Very theater in the like like uh, yeah. Shakespeare in the Park. Yeah, like he he does not phone it in. No, he puts on a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very theatrical, very uh, intense, and uh, got some uh, interesting uh, comedic points of view. And uh, comic of the week, uh, Glenn Wool, W O O L. This road has tolls. Grab that one or any uh, any number of his uh, specials or albums, <clears throat> and uh, you probably probably enjoy that shit. Found a Dolglin Wood. You got anything to plug, buddy? Yeah, man, I'm gonna be at Denver Comedy Works this weekend. 
Nice. Downtown. Man, that's cool. One of the best clubs in the country. Oh, I'm so jealous. Denver Comedy Works. Get to do a whole weekend of shows yeah, there? Were you doing four or five shows? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think uh, five shows. And I'm going to Fort Collins, the Aggie Theater. I think oh, that one's wow. sold out. Sorry, y'all. That's Stop cool. sleeping on your boy. <laughs> that was so much fun to like, do a show in Chicago and it was sold out. And yeah. I was like... Yeah, so the last two days were all my friends asking if they can get tickets, and no, sorry, suck my dick, stop sleeping on your boy. Yeah. Have a little faith in me. I'm doing good now. That's going to be your new catchphrase. Yeah. Stop sleeping on your boy. Stop sleeping on your boy. <laughs> Don't sleep on your boy. Uh, Have a little faith in the kid. Um, that's great, yeah, man. That'll, that'll be, be fun. Denver, yeah, Sean Jordan's coming. Oh, Sean. Yeah, I like Sean. Sean Jordan. And I'm, I'm going to try. Adam Caton Holland is... Uh, He's moving, but I'm going to try and get him out to hang out. That's cool. Whoever else. I mean, any kind of Denver riffraff that pops in to do a, a spot on those shows. They got some monsters in that city. Yeah. Like, that was the first time I remember headlining down there, and it was like all the Grolix dudes doing spots before me. I remember sitting backstage like, are you just trying to fuck with me right now? I got to follow Ben Roy. Sam Talent, yeah. Denver guy. Well, Sam Talent's in Vegas. Yeah, now. but he was started in Denver. But everybody. All that Nathan Lund. Yeah. Sharpie, yeah. Kristen Rand was there, yeah. They got a good crew. So, but it's gonna be whoever's guesting. Then old Sean Jordan's just a fun maniac. That's a good weekend. Awesome, man. Um, have you been to Denver Biscuit Company? No, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. All right, Denver Biscuit Company. We'll find out about it. Solid. All right, real solid. We'll try and be on the vegetables this weekend. So we'll see. Yeah, get you a vegetable biscuit. Uh, I got a few. I got a, I got a nice little tour coming up. I won't read all them all off, but uh, most. Recently coming up, uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, will be in the Green Room, uh, December 8th. December 9th, I'll be in Houston, Texas at the Secret Group. And December 11th, I'll be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana at Spanish Moon. Baton Rouge, uh, best meal I ever had in my life. Oh, I think yeah, I've talked, you talked about, about that. that. Yeah, yeah um, go have it again. Yeah, Baloo's Cajun Cooking. Um, so yeah, 8th, 9th, and 11th, Lafayette, Louisiana, Houston, Texas, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I, I got a lot more dates on that tour, but I won't bore you with all that uh, right now. DumbDaveStone.com has all those dates and uh, links for tickets. So yeah, don't don't sleep on this boy either. Selling dozens of tickets nationwide. That's, well, that's, yeah. That's how we do it. You can get them at AdamandEve.com. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, that was a, good, that was a meaty episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm a little bummed out because we're all gonna die, but that's okay. But that's that why gotta have fun what while we're here. Gonna happen anyway. That's true. We're all gonna die regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So isn't it exciting mm-hmm. to be like one of the last people? Yeah, I do like that concept that you, you know, know we might be one of the to last. To be like, few we generations. saw the best efforts of the human race. Yeah, we've seen the, the maybe the efforts is the word there. Mm-hmm. We've we've reached the, the, we're the we're the finish line for the human race. It's a good way to look at it. Who knows if this episode will even come out? It might happen tonight. That'd be pretty cool. Think about that, guys, guys and gals, don't Adams sleep. and Eves. Don't sleep on your bowies. We did a podcast about the end of the world, sponsored by the beginning of the world. Whoa! Yeah, I fucked up your brain. Whoa. I wonder if people are still listening, because this is some good stuff, and I wonder if they turned it off. Save the best for last. (laughs) The Boogie Monster.
Oh, 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 oh,